Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Siza and the Stash. I am the Stash, Austin the Stash, with me as always, Parker Siza. Good morning, afternoon, evening, overnight, however, wherever you may be listening. Weekend, uh, Whenever weekday. you may be listening, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I've, I've been enjoying the weather. I've been enjoying, I enjoy that the 4th of July weekend is here and all that sort of stuff. Big fan of 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Not because of fireworks, though. Like, fireworks are fine. Yep. I like going to fireworks shows. I'm not a huge fan of spending, uh, literally lighting fire, money on fire. Yes, yes. Not as big a fan of that. But... I have a thought on that. Continue. Oh, really? Continue. Continue. Uh, love hot dogs, you know, which is a staple food for the 4th of July potato salad big fan uh, of all that so you know fourth of july weekend is a big one yes big fan of it when i was uh the ages of five to 14 mm-hmm. this was the best holiday ever and yeah. uh, and it wasn't even close and that was you know getting fireworks lighting them on fire I, I would be the guy you know or you know we would be the family that would line up at you know nine o'clock in the morning on whatever the first day fireworks uh-huh. went on sale which is like you know june 20 something yeah we'd get those right and then we'd I, i'd want to go back there every day and get some stuff really? so, yeah i was a big big firework guy. i was a little pyro man i was a little <laughs> pyro uh and uh yeah and then got into high school I just i grew out of it i guess but mm-hmm. still still love the fourth of july now it's like all about parties and you know right. stuff yeah, like yeah. that you know friends and uh boats and all that good stuff. good times so, yep. you know all that sort of stuff man yeah i mean i was i liked fireworks as a kid but i think i, I didn't understand the concept of money either back yeah, then so yeah, it's yeah. like what do you mean you're lighting the money on fire this is awesome I, uh and I, then i was like oh yeah this you know, you're spending <laughs> 500 dollars on fireworks mm-hmm. and it's a 30 minute you know thing that you yeah. blow them all off and then and then that's it so yeah, yeah. Hey, I get it. I think that my dad really ingrained in me the idea of like, well, you know, we don't, we can't be spending all of our money on this, and I think it carried over into adulthood for me. Yeah, yeah. But all the all the parties and good times, big fan of that. When where it comes does it to real quick? July. Where does it rank uh, in terms of all time holidays? Do you have it like? Is it? It's not number one, right? Oh, for you, definitely not. No, uh, but but is it in is... the top five? Like top five best you know, holiday weekend? Uh, it's tough. Because I don't really associate the 4th of July with, like, a big holiday celebration. More, I think it's because I've had to work every 4th of July. Mm. When I was in Orlando, I was a production assistant or promotions assistant, and they had hot re- – uh, what was it called? Big uh, hot boom? Oh, gosh. Big red and boom? I can't remember. Yeah. It was a, a huge concert that – that uh, iHeart would put on in Orlando, and I always had to work it. So I never really associated with as a holiday weekend. I always associated with a work weekend, and this is really like the first time yeah. that I get to have a work we- have a weekend off yeah. for the Fourth of July. So I mean, it's I, I whereas, would say it's in the top ten, but I don't think yeah. it's cracking the top five. Yeah. Whereas Christmas, Thanksgiving, those are all like yeah, yeah. everybody gets those times exactly. off. So yeah, those are th- probably number one, number two for me. I would. I would solidly put the 4th of July number three. Uh, really? Tentatively. Behind... I'd have to think about that a little bit more. Behind Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving for me, number one. Oh, Food, wow. Fam- yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Thanksgiving for me, number Interesting. one. Interesting. Love Thanksgiving. Christmas, close second. I think uh, top five, or top three at least, is going to go Christmas, Easter, Halloween. Easter, yeah, Easter. I th- yep. and, and Halloween and Easter might be flipped. Not Thanksgiving. You're, you're not Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's fine, mm-hmm. but it... I like the vibe of Easter more. Like okay. I, I like I like the, the springtime. Yeah, yeah, I like the stuff around all of that more than I like the day of Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving has lost its its social. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's social presence. Sure, sure. Yeah. It has been overtaken by Christmas. Yep, yep. So you know, I I like the vibes more. I think Thanksgiving is maybe number five, uh, but. This, you know, I mean, we probably should have saved that for a Mount Rushmore. That's we, true. That's true. Our Mount Rushmore that. holidays. We'll yeah. do one later, though. We will. We'll for all doing... your holiday talk, come to size in the stash. <laughs> we rank holidays and uh, give you your the most overrated you holiday. Think Fourth of July is a freaking top five holiday, dog. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'll tell you why. Why? I'll tell you why. <laughs> 
Anyway, we got actual things to talk about yeah. here, things that have been happening. We got the Husker Roundup coming in hot right here, and the big one that happened last week is the fact that Carter Nelson Boom. is saying that he is a Husker. Parker Sizer, tell me about the kid. Where is he from? He's from Nebraska. He's Ainsworth. From Ainsworth. Ainsworth. Yep. Eight-man football giant yeah. coming in to play for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Four-star tight end, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess in the past, maybe this is just my cynical thought of Nebraska football, but in the past. And, I, and by the way, when we talk about Nebraska football in the future, I'm, I may be a lot going back. Well, this is, you know, it, it's so much better than what it was under this coach and then this coach yeah. and all that. At least that's how I feel how it's going to go. But yeah. uh, under Frost, under Riley, under Polini. I don't think they get Carter Nelson. I don't know why, but I because I, I just think there was so, there was so much more out there for him. Georgia, Notre Dame. He talked about after Carter committed. He talked about how tough it was to tell the Georgia coach that he's not coming there. They really wanted him there, and they probably had a, a vision for him to be a major part of an obvious SEC championship team, international championship team. But he's just like you know. And then you know he was trying to he he told them. Uh, I don't have a great reason other than, you know, I just want to stay here at home to come to your school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like, dude, this is your decision. You got you to gotta stay happy with it. Either way, that's uh, beside the point. But I don't think that Frost, Riley, Polini are able to get Carter Nelson. I don't know exactly why that is. I just feel like it's the, the philosophy that Coach Rule is bringing, uh, the different players that he's bringing in, how those players are helping other players come into this class. Uh, I don't know. That's just my Previous thought coaches never claimed to be Nebraska first guys like they they, really. claim, they claim to be Nebraska They're, University and, first guys but yeah. not the state of Nebraska then, first guys and then there was the 500 mile radius talk. I mean Riley had a had an emphasis on it but yeah. he never really did great in it and mm-hmm. yeah anyway so. no you're 100% right about that it's interesting putting it that way the other thing that is even more interesting to me is that Carter Nelson especially in the state in how college football is right now, where the transfer portal is real easy to go from any school you want to, why not leave, go to the SEC, give it a try, yeah. knowing that you will always be able to... Nebraska could have been his fallback. Yeah. He, like Georgia is not a fallback. You cannot go to Nebraska and then enter, enter the transfer portal and end up at Georgia. That's not how this works. He could have gone to Georgia said, no, this isn't for me, and come to Nebraska. And so that is a huge testament to the coaching yes. staff, being able to get a guy like him to not to forego, completely forego, SEC championship, national championship. Uh, you know, like he said no to that to stay home. And that's I think that's huge. That is key. And you're you're right. I mean, yeah, it is so much easier now to do that to to transfer away. So, you know, why not try your try your luck somewhere else? Mm-hmm come back you have the fallback but uh he did not and we are thankful for it yeah so, that's for sure and it was it. it was fun watching the the video of of him announcing unzipping the yeah, jacket yeah. hometown going wild oh, his family back there get get the jackets off we're, we're big it. red baby yeah. love it absolutely love it so much media was there too i saw yeah. like all these different you know husker related podcasts were up there and and uh writers and all that stuff i mean yeah they did and ainsworth by the way is not have you ever been there or mm. you know it's I know central, of Ainsworth. Yeah. Central part of the state, north central. It's hard to get there. There's no, like, you know, major road system that kind of goes right that way. It's not right off the interstate. Right, it's... or right off Highway 2 or, or anything like that. Yeah. So you got to get out there. And... and if you're hoping for cell phone, uh, you know, service, ugh, mm. good luck. Yep. Yep. Um, I was a little bit surprised that Alabama never kind of got to, because remember Nick Saban offered Carter Nelson, mm-hmm. but it didn't reach his top three. I mean, his top three uh, definitively was Nebraska, Georgia, Notre Dame. Uh, Saban did come out to Ainsworth, and he's uh, apparently flew into Sioux Falls and drove three hours wow. across Nebraska. And this was during the football season. Like, that, that just That's wild. blows my mind. I, yeah, blows my mind. So yeah, that's crazy, man. Yep. Yep. Goodness. He's, uh, he's a star athlete, man. And yep. I hope he, I hope he pans out. Yep. Another. So now Nebraska 22 commits for 2024. This is something that uh, I think is pretty important because I don't remember. And I guess I'd have to go back and look at it. I don't remember the last time Nebraska had this many commits for an upcoming class a year and a half in advance to the actual mm-hmm. signing period. 
And I think this is important, too, and I've seen this relayed around. Uh, it's important because now they have most of this class filled out. They can start focusing on 2025, like put their full focus on that for the fall, for the winter, for next spring, obviously, as they're trying to, to wrap that up. So uh, it, it's pretty good that they, they're in 22 uh, commits right now, and they're top 15 in the, in the country in terms of the, uh, the rankings. Man, so. that makes me a little nervous, I'm going to be honest. The idea that, like, oh, we're looking so far ahead, like, it, well, it you, makes... It yeah. makes me a little nervous. Like, I get it. I understand that it's good, but I it makes me nervous just because, like, all these guys that say they're committed, they could de- – how many, how many times do kids decommit, you know, yeah. go somewhere else? Like, I get it. Having these early commits it looks really good and, and all that sort of stuff. But well, like I said with the transfer portal, college football is finicky. And so I don't put stock in all 22 of those kids are going to come to Nebraska yeah, in 2024. I, you're, you're definitely right about that. Um, I would say, too, as far as like, yeah, are you looking too far ahead? That's why recruiting staffs are 10, 15 people like on football mm-hmm. teams. Like there's people that are, are really looking into this. So, uh, But, you know, it, at least – this is how they wanted to do it. They wanted to get this class pretty filled out before, you know, kind of the fo- this football, the the previous football season before 2024, so this upcoming one, 2023. I think this was their idea, and it's working out. We'll see how it, you know, we'll see in years into the future whether, you know, this kind of motive in recruiting works out. So, yeah, we shall see. Like it. Absolutely. Something else that we need to talk about within this Husker Roundup is – and it's all about Husker football. Can we talk about Matt Rule's Twitter? Because I know there was the whole picture emoji, question marks, what is going on. Now he seems like he's tweeting like he's 19 years yeah. old. What's going on here? Yeah, uh, so this was, I think, Saturday. Um, he tweeted in the morning. It was just like, OMG, they really, really messed up. Yeah. That's all he tweeted. And, and what of does course, that mean? Everybody's like, what, what are you talking? What is this? I don't know. I don't know. This is my theory. This is my theory. This is unproven. This is so rule is um, rule seems like that dad that's just like wants to be really cool with his kids. You know, he's like, hey, how can I be cool? You know, like Mm -hmm. so maybe when a maybe when there's a commit like like let's just say there was a commitment by a player on Saturday morning, whoever that was. Sure. Maybe Matt rule goes, hey, you know, like Twitter's all that. Right. He's got, he's got his glasses down at his nose and he's looking at his phone and he goes, hey, hey, kids, what, so, what happened here? And then the, his kids go, man, it was cap, dad, let me tell <laughs> Yeah, no cap. Um, but they said so this, I'm just guessing, a player committed and then uh, Rule said, yeah, if you could tweet one thing about your commitment, what would you say? Maybe this player Whoa. was like, maybe this player was like, you know, maybe he was recruited by this one school. Maybe they didn't exactly want him. So, you know, but Nebraska came to him and then maybe he was like, all right, I would tweet, OMG, they really, really messed up. Anyway, that's just my and theory. And he just on sent it. it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't know. It makes as much sense as anything. I don't know what else it could be. Yep. Because yep. that's a, my, my theory with the emojis is that one of his, he's got, I think, two young daughters. Mm-hmm. My theory is that one of his daughters just, punches in the emojis like like maybe maybe you know dad tells him about his day or whatnot or, or what he did today or a big thing that happened if somebody committed and then the you know they just I, so, it's unproven so unproven Matt, Matt rule theory. has no control over his own twitter it is either uh, a uh, an assistant uh young a young coaching assistant or that his is daughter. Yeah. his daughter yeah. or the recruits that are committing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's better for all of us. Uh, Absolutely it is. That's just my guess. It, I'm not, not sure. But I love it. I love the theory. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Yep. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. We are going to move away from the Husker Roundup, and we head to baseball. This past week, baseball had a perfect game, the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history, third in Yankees history by Domingo Herman. No hits, no walks, nine strikeouts, and only 99 pitches. Mm-hmm. 11 I'm, an inning, right, I guess? Yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. where it would be, which is fantastic <laughs> for Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're hitting 10, 11 pitches an inning, things are going really well for you. Yeah. And but you're playing the A's. I mean, is it really a perfect game if you're playing the A's? I mean, come on, the A's are so bad. <laughs> the A's right? are terrible. Yeah. The yeah. A's are absolutely but, terrible. Yeah. 
But so. when else is a perfect game going to happen? <laughs> well, you know? only 23 but, other times. Yeah, yeah. 20, uh, you're telling me the other 23 times were against the best of the best? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. You and, know? yeah, and also the first one, I was kind of surprised by this because if you would have told me, like, before a couple of days ago when this happened, when was the last perfect game? Probably would have said like oh, maybe two years ago. Like I, I don't. Wasn't it? It was 2013. So it, yeah. it had been 10 years, was almost 10 years Chicago to the day. White yeah, Sox? it was a White Sox player. It's a yeah. White Sox player. Mark um, Burley, I think. I think there was no. I think that one may have been. Mm, okay. That might have been a no hitter for you, but, but yeah. I knew it was a Chicago White Sox player. Yeah. Um. I and the thing is, is that Major League Baseball has talked a lot about how the they've wanted to make things better and faster and, and all these sort of things. When it co- One com- piece of conversation that has come through with this is, is pitching getting too good? Because there have been a, a number, many more no-hitters in the last five years than there were in the previous five years. However, there have not been, as, there have not been perfect games, which is interesting. Yep, yeah, I mean, that's the nine up, nine down, right? mm-hmm. or uh, 27 up, 27 yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. So Nine uh, up, nine down, three yeah. times. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, it, it, by the way, last one was uh, 2012, August 15th, 2012. So almost 11 years ago, yeah. uh, Felix Hernandez with the Mariners was the oh, last one. Oh, that's right. Matt Cain before that, uh, about two months before that, Matt Cain uh, had one for the uh, been the San Francisco Giants. That's right. Uh, Philip Humber. Uh, April 2012. There were three perfect games in 2012. Were there really? Philip Humber uh, for the Chicago White Sox in, in 2012. Whoa! And then we go Roy Holiday, rest in peace. Roy Holiday mm-hmm. for the Phillies uh, in 2010. Dallas Braden for the Athletics uh, back in 2010. When was... Mark Burley, 2009, uh, right. for the uh, Chicago White Sox. And then uh, Randy Johnson had one in 04. David Cohn, when uh, was early two thousand. David Wells, Gallardo, the 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 no hit, the twenty twenty eight out perfect game. Uh, do you remember that? Oh, was that the one where the umpire, the umpire called yes. the called the dude safe at first? Wow, that one that one still breaks my heart today. <laughs> oh. I remember, I remember that. It, what, Gallardo was that the yeah Gallardo? Okay. Uh, it was for the Detroit Jim Tigers. Joyce was the umpire, right? Yeah. Isn't Jim Joyce the umpire's yeah, name? He's, he's notoriously like the worst umpire ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Two outs, right in the ninth yeah. inning. He's got a perfect game going. A little mm-hmm. blooper, right to it was first. A, it was a ground ball to first base. Gallardo runs over, gets to the bag. Ball gets flipped to yep. him beats, easily in time. Easily in time, beats him by a step, and the umpire like, just bam the fastest safe call you've ever seen. And then the and then the immediate reaction to the pitcher was mm-hmm. like he's just kind of smiling, like yep. "Are you kidding me?" Yep. Yep. I. That makes my blood boil. I'll, I'll just never, look at that. Look at that I'll again. never forget that, <laughs> that's, man. That's one of those yeah. sm- moments in sports. That, oh, oh, gosh. Wow, wow. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of moments of sports, this kind of got us thinking about if you could attend some of these like historic moments in sports, the, these statistical anomalies, mm, yeah. what, are, what are the ones that you would most want to see? So there's... The, someone pitching a perfect game, which is uh, happens has happened only twenty four times in baseball's illustrious career. Yeah. The in football, you know, a hail mary to win it. Uh, I think I saw the the I saw the Wester catch. Yeah. Uh, I saw that one in too. person. Yep. In the stands, uh, for soccer or hockey, a, a hat trick, mm-hmm. or you know, even more so, like just a really big statistical game yeah. for for someone basketball there's always like buzzer beaters or like a 60 point game someone just going off like crazy you know what kobe hitting 81 or something like that what is the statistical or the the moment that you most want to yeah. see so if you could attend one mm-hmm. go only attend one i yeah. would go i think i'd go the perfect game i mean that is mm-hmm. again because it's so rare right 24 yeah. times you know also like yeah walk off maybe in major league like you know, walk off would be great to see. Sure. Even with I, I've seen a hail mary twice. Actually, I've seen you know the BYU one. Uh, yeah. That's right. I yeah, was yeah, there yeah, too, yeah, yeah. and I was there for the Wester catch. Uh, so I've seen that. Uh, yeah, hat tricks or or another like you know major. I don't know what it would be game. in soccer or hockey. That would be the thing that's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm seeing hat trick. Seems to be like the uh, the milestone, yeah. right? Like, but it yeah. happens so often. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I bet I could. I'm going to quickly Google how many hat tricks there were in the NHL this past oh, year. Uh, yeah, I'm going to assume probably 
um, so with that, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm going to say, yeah, perfect game. It's the most rare thing in the four perfect, right? I mean, like, I mean, it, it feels like, yeah. It. And, and so I, I it, just to attend one of those in person probably would be my favorite. So I've got it. Uh, a hat trick is one of the NHL's rarest achievements with only 96 during the 2022, 2023 season. Only 96. <laughs> That's 25 it, to 30. Yeah. It is yeah. apparently rarer than a shutout yeah. with 117. And a shorthanded goal is is a less rare than the shutout, but it's still pretty rare. 250 shorthanded yeah. goals. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like... I'm not over the moon if I see a shorthanded no, goal. No, that's like. a that's a power play, right? If a team's on a power play and they've got four on the ice and the other team has five, then, and then, the they, four then they win. score the four. four scores. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it would be cool to see like Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby get a or Connor McDavid get a get a hat trick in person. But yeah, uh, I'll go you know, or, that's... or like a Leo Messi. You know, when he plays for Miami, right? He's coming to Miami yeah. in a couple of years. He's if you're in attendance, ten goals in one sick. game, that'd be really cool. <laughs> really cool. Still sticking with a perfect game. I would, uh, I would it's, more likely attend, or more would like to attend those than, than it's anything so else. much. Like it just is rarer. There mm-hmm. are fewer people that ever see a perfect game, yeah. and it's and each one has to last under three hours, right? Has there ever been an over three hour perfect? Game? Like you're gone. You're just you're, it's you're like in, a quick quick out. meal at a ballpark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. barely got enough time to be in line for a hot That's dog right. and a beer. Yeah, this guy's just striking everybody out. Yeah, you That's know great. the the only other one. That I think would be more fun to see as like a, a baseball fan is because I I love the idea of a perfect game. The only other one for baseball would be like a twenty strikeout game mm-hmm. where where like this this pitcher is sitting everybody and down. Every strikeout, there's a bigger fist bump. Like, yeah, like every yeah yeah exactly yeah. So I think that might be the only other thing that I would because I mean I would love to see a guy go. Five for five with five home runs, but that doesn't that that's not that's, that's not. not a, I don't think that's ever happened. It's never happened. The, I think the most in a game is Shohei four. probably could try. <laughs> Shohei yeah, could, he do, could get close. Shohei could do both. Yeah. in the same game. Yeah, perfect game and five oh, home runs. Don't even that, that could happen like tomorrow. It really could because he's that big of a talent. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about the Shohei effect sometime on the podcast. That's that's something that we just absolutely yeah. have to do. Yeah. All right, we are going to move from a game that has been tainted by steroids. What's that? Baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Moving into a sport that says they are embracing science. These are the Enhanced Games 2024. I saw this. I saw this, and I know you were very excited about it. And, uh, yeah, tell me about this. What what kind of questions jump out at you first with with the Enhanced Games? Well, the enhanced Olympic game. This is my interpretation of it because I saw this story in uh, Sports Illustrated. Apparently, what there's an Australian businessman mm-hmm. who came up with this thought to basically ask the question: What if performance-enhancing drugs prohibitions didn't exist in mm-hmm. sports? What would that look like? Um, get everybody in, you know, with the whole Olympics, right? No, anti-doping, yep. all of that stuff. Let's put a uh, a uh, games together with people that only do performance enhancing drugs and i have to say at first i was like you know because your your whole life in sports at least my whole life it's been like stay away you know with with the baseball thing with uh, the tour de france lance armstrong um and all of that it's been like this is not good for sports yep. clearly why not just you know put this all together in a group you know put these athletes together and 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 just see what it looks like and i have to say i am kind of intrigued with it i'm intrigued as well as a guy who so the reason why it jumps out to me is because i have competed i am so i compete in powerlifting not yeah. not professionally not anything that's super outstanding but like for fun i compete in powerlifting and i am not allowed to compete at USAPL meets because they are drug tested. They, I take uh, TRT, uh, replace, uh, testosterone mm-hmm. replacement therapy, because I have low T. Yep. I started doing it so that way I could have a kid, <laughs> you know? So, like, it's popular. That's a popular one. It's though, a very for, popular yeah, yeah. one because yeah. it's, it's physicians that are giving you the, the steroids. They aren't going above and beyond. And so, like, that's why this really interests me is because if a guy who is trying to have a kid goes on TRT, 
and then he's also an Olympic athlete, he's no longer allowed to compete at the Olympics. That is just flat out. You cannot do this. You are no longer a natural athlete. And so going on their website, I am so intrigued because there are a number of things. They are, they are straight up saying we are going to go up against the Olympics. Okay, and to show you how serious they are, I've got a clip of a of a uh, video that mm-hmm. they have put out. Okay, I, I want you to take a listen to this. Yeah. This is this is kind of a wild claim that they have. I am the fastest man in the world, but you've never heard of me. I have broken Usain Bolt's 100 meter record, but. I can't show you my face. Hmm. I am a proud, enhanced athlete. The Olympics hate me. I need your help to come out. I need your help to stop hate. I need your help for the world to embrace science. Come join me in 2024 at the first enhanced games and see me break the world record in public. So yeah, that first of all, that's really serious. It's, <laughs> it's, so it's serious. like a drama. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about the, the promo. The By the way, who is they? Who who is they? What what's this uh, company corporation? The, so it's enhanced. Is the, yeah, okay. this company yep. that that they are putting this on? Australian based, right? Yes, yeah. and their tenants are they want they embrace science. So there is no drug testing Mm -hmm. like zero none you can do whatever you want and the reason why is because they believe that as long as you and a physician have transparency and you're not going to like some shady dealer as long as you like these world-class athletes have have great doctors and physicians trying to help them do the best that they possibly can because of that like it makes it much more safe like I'm able to take steroids and I don't have any bad issues, mm-hmm. right? Um, there, I have a number of friends who compete in untested powerlifting as professionals that don't have negative side effects for doing even harder anabolic steroids, right? These people are having kids. They are owning businesses. They are, they are competing at high levels. These, there are guys out there that are squatting 1,000 pounds in powerlifting, some guys going up to 1,300 pounds in a squat, and they're doing it safely because there is a bit more transparency there, right? So the idea is that embracing science, embracing this idea that enhancement is just using training to its fullest extent. Mm-hmm. If you use steroids, then your training goes farther. Because yep. like you can't just take steroids and all of a sudden be strong. You have to actually train. So it's the idea. So their thought process is that training will go farther because steroids allow yeah. you to recover faster and all that sort of thing. Interesting. Also, mm-hmm. uh, athletes are going to get paid. The It is not the Olympics in that Olympic athletes don't have a salary, right? Right. They do, however, have if they have sponsorships, like like Correct. Nike will pay them uh, if they go over there. But that's for the best of the best. It's not like the trap shooter is going to get like right. a, like a bunch of money to go over there. So yeah. Now yeah. I don't know if they. I don't know if everybody is getting paid in this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it out there. Their their big thing is they are going to pay top dollar for record breakers, and then they will also pay medalists. And I assume they're going to pay the other athletes as well, but they don't really go into detail about that. They just point out that the average U.S. Olympian has no salary or gets paid $30,000 for winning a gold medal. Like, that's that's the extent of it, right? Yep. So there's that. Then they also take a ton of pod shots at the Olympics itself because they claim that the Olympics is a corrupt organization. Which it is. Which it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very that, much so. Yeah, that's that a whole podcast. It itself. really is. Yeah, you know where the head chair of the Olympics is brushing elbows and rubbing, bumping elbows with, uh, um, with dictators mm-hmm. and taking bribes and, and this huge billions and billions of dollars is all flowing into the International Olympic Committee and it doesn't go anywhere. 
So so they are saying we are embracing capitalism, which mm-hmm. for some people, not a big fan of capitalism. Sure, sure. But their claim is they are embracing capitalism by uh, they are not building any new stadiums. They are only going to use stadiums that are already available to them. It's going to cost millions of dollars to host the enhanced games, not billions of mm-hmm. dollars mm-hmm. Um, like it has for the Olympics. And then, uh, you know, they, the hope is that it it sparks more interest among people to come yeah. watch, that sort yep. of thing. Yep. And, you know, again, I'll go back to it. I'm, I'm interested in this. The one thing that I'm, I'm wondering about, and I think we can have a discussion mm-hmm. about, is the records part. All right. So... Yeah. It's it's interesting because yes, on on the at first thought, right? Somebody's taking steroids. They're running the hundred meter dash. Yeah. They're going to be able to break Usain Bolt's, as that guy talked about in that video. The right. nine point is it nine point five nine seconds? Something the like official that. world record. Of course, that's going to happen. You know, very easily. How is that? How do? We, how are we supposed to take that though? Is, is that is that it? Cool. Because it's because a- then because then it, it turns into, well you. If you're if you're trained well enough, right? Because you still have to put in the work to mm-hmm. to you know be great at it, and you're taking the performance enhancers to help you do that. Is it then going to turn into who just takes the best performance enhancer is going to be the next world breaker? You know, well, that's a good question. And, and because you know, and do you do you break it down too by you talk about you know TRT? Mm-hmm. You talk about that stuff. Do you do you bracket out different levels of? The, the of how to people that, are, are performance enhancing, you're using performance enhancing drugs. Like, like how does that? The all answer get to that out? is they don't care. Yeah, their okay. whole thing is they are untested. Yep. Whatever you have to do to make yourself the best yeah. athlete and do perform the best at that anyone sure. has ever performed, that's what they care yep. about. Yep. So these bracketing and all this sort of stuff, and they'll, I, I'm sure, the Olympic Committee will decide that. Whatever happens here doesn't count as a world record. Mm-hmm. So they will have their world record, yeah. and then the Olympics will have their world record. That's going to well. confuse a lot of people. It That's going to be will. interesting. Yeah. It absolutely will confuse a lot of people. But the thing, like, the thing that I keep falling back to is that I do, like, here's one thing that I really struggle with is that there are a number of records especially female records in the Olympics that haven't been touched in like four decades. Mm -hmm. Why? Because in the eighties, lots of people were doping. Lots of people were, were taking these steroids and setting these records, but there's no, like we can't go back and be like, well, they were doping. So like it's, it feels like the Olympics have already been so tainted. And so why not, why try and hold on to this idea that it's this pure thing? Mm-hmm. The Olympics are not a pure sport for the eh, for the most part. Rather, right? there are examples you could pull. Would you, you say? There, I mean, oh, uh, there are tons of examples yeah, you can pull. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I wouldn't like. I don't know. There's some things that I wouldn't go as far as saying that that it hasn't been pure. But well, uh, I mean, basketball, but, team sports, ho- you know, like those like those kind of things are great. Interestingly enough, enhanced is not doing team sports. They are only doing okay. individual yeah. events. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They they have five core categories of events. It's going to be athletics, yeah. which is track and field, aquatics, which is swimming and all there that sort of stuff, gymnastics, combat, and strength. So those are their five core like sets, and then from there they will pick uh, events from past Olympics, yeah. current Olympics, and they're even going to bring MMA into it, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, is what they have kind of said. But in... But my point still stands as that we have seen so many doping scandals. Yeah. We have seen so many steroid scandals. And this goes into, like, baseball as well. I, I don't think it kind of goes into football or, or some of the other sports. But, like, baseball and the Olympics go hand-in-hand hand as having records that were set by people that were steroid users. And so why are we trying to hang on to this idea that the Olympics, that baseball is this pure sport, that it, it's never been corrupted, that it that, you know, these things haven't happened. Our record books show things that athletes today can't freaking do. And that makes the sport worse. We want to see growth. We want to see 
athletes doing better than people in yesteryear, mm-hmm. right? That's what we want for every sport to grow. That's why in the NFL there are less interceptions and more throw, more passing touchdowns, more yards, more like all of these things are bigger and better because the athletes are getting better yeah. and that sort and, of thing. And uh, could, you could say, too, the science is getting better, right, with sure. the, the uh, performance-enhancing drugs and, and the different things you can take. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder if at the end of the day, and I'm, I'm maybe thinking like macro, like far, sure. far into the future, does the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, kind of go, maybe we can lack some different things, make it a little bit more fair. Maybe this kind of pushes them to it, or maybe this just completely overtakes it, the the enhanced games. Right. I, like, like This is going to be held in 2024. They haven't um, set a, an official date yet. They are saying 2024. Okay, we'll see like when it will be, if it'll be televised on American television. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it would be in America, if this is like like an, I, I think I, they're plan. They're going to try and have it in the U.S. Oh, really? Okay. I think is yeah. is the the plan. Well, then, may, yeah, maybe it's on you know some some television. I, it's not going to beat Olympic ratings, but you know you just keep getting your your noise out there. Maybe you're going to foresee the uh, the Olympics to kind of change some things up a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe again, maybe it just takes it over completely, and this is the way that we uh, we kind of go through our our um, our our international you know, scale of, of yeah. Uh, competition. So, yeah. yeah. There is one other thing that I want to talk about with this subject matter, and it's they have on here uh, trying to in- have inclusive language. So the, they are taking from the, uh, the LGBTQ community and saying, this is what inclusive language is. Don't say this because it's harmful. But say this instead, right? Mm, okay. So did I say something wrong? About probably. <laughs> okay, I, think we, I think we both yeah. did. So <laughs> right. they have a list of harmful language and what the better alternative is yeah. in reference to steroid use okay, and all this okay. sort of stuff. So <clears throat> we may not be the official podcast of this. In- no. <laughs> if we send this, go ahead. No. Yeah, what you got? So harmful language. Yeah. Doping. That you don't want, they, they don't, don't want, want you saying use, that. Say, right. Using doping, uh, apparently, doping is a slur that is yeah, yeah. disproportionately used uh, against black athletes, and so they don't want you to use doping at all. They they want it to be wiped clean. Okay. There's not an alternative word for that. We didn't think. Did we say that? I don't know. I said doping. Oh, like you did three or four times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unnatural. Unnatural is harmful language. A better alternative, enhanced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said we said enhanced. We said, said enhanced, enhanced a lot. Yeah. Uh, a clean athlete is harmful language because it implies that steroid use is dirty and it's cheating, right? Okay, okay. You should say a natural athlete. Yeah. Which yeah. that is that is permeated in lifting culture, the idea of being natty or not. Yeah. You yeah. know, being claiming that you're natty. The, the whole thing, especially when it comes to lifting culture, a lot of people have have turned to steroids to to look better in the gym and and all that look better in life and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. where the faux pas comes into is if you claim to be natural and you're not right that's the that's the big like the liver king yeah the the whole thing with the liver king is he claimed to be natty and he wasn't he was taking eleven thousand dollars of steroids every single month was asked a lot are, are you, you are, and then he goes, yes, I am. Yes, yeah. And I then, am. and then he has the whole, and that's uh, yeah. a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. They're trying to get rid of that yes. stereo, that, that idea of everyone is natural. Yes. They need, they, they're saying that, Hey, maybe the best athletes in the world, maybe they aren't like your average Joe. Right. right. <laughs> yep. Yep. I do wonder then too, if there are, are, are this, everything is going to be on the table as far as uh, performance enhancers, yep. everything. everything. So there is nothing that's going to no, be like, you cannot do. Yeah. There is no drug testing. Yeah. As long as you can get it, you can do it. Yep. Which makes me think, is someone going to take a bump of cocaine before they <laughs> I mean, do the hundred meter dash? You probably could. Right. <laughs> I mean, I do wonder then, all right, if we see this next year, if we see this the following year, if we see it the year after that, mm-hmm. does something come about where oh, we're getting too far here? I don't, maybe maybe something is so good, but it's dangerous. Like, sure. I don't know. I don't know enough about that's, performance enhancers to have a, a thought on this. I do know that you know some of these are very safe. That's I what would, a lot of people have question marks yeah. about is the idea that like, are is it safe to push the human body to these limits? Is it safe? 
mm-hmm. and should we care? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the, the the ethical conversation at hand. And the answer is, yeah, we should absolutely care because the idea of burning your flame as bright as possible but only living to the age of 22, it doesn't – like we should care about people more. Yes. Right? Yep. Yep. Well, I've got uh, I've got two more oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, phrases. Uh, Slangs. Yeah. So uh, performance-enhancing drugs uh-huh. should be performance therapy. Oh, see, I, has, yeah, I said performance-enhancing drugs <laughs> quite a lot. Performance therapy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let me write that because, down. Yeah, because drugs has a harmful connotation. And finally, therapy. <laughs> and that? finally, cheating. You shouldn't say cheating in reference well, you're to... You're technically not, right? I mean, if these are the rules. Would, in this, no. you wouldn't be. Right. Instead, it's a demonstration of science. Yeah. Oh, All right. All right. <laughs> Listen, I was on board with a lot, but calling, but calling it a demonstration of science is bullshit. I'll mm-hmm. say it right mm-hmm. here. It is that is what it is, but not a but yeah. you're not cheating in this like in enhanced. You're not cheating if you take steroids. If you're in base, if you're in major league baseball and you take steroids it's, and you get caught, it's that's not, cheating. It's not just a demonstration of science. Yeah, point. I mean it is, but it but it is more cheating. Not it is yeah. cheating. Like it's yeah. in the rules. You can't do this, mm-hmm. and so I gotta say, I at the end of the day, I don't want to see this fully take over. Uh, yeah, this I, I would like to see this as an, an a watchable option, mm-hmm. you know, or, or just something that that is out there for people to go at if if they you know if they want to choose to do it. It's not like I want this to to be the uh, end all be all of of all competition, well, but there's, there's because a... I do think there is uh, benefits and uh, and just something. That we've just all watched is just somebody just naturally building up their their human self and, and athletic body and, and uh, performing. Uh, sure. So with that, I'm I'm curious in this. I'm looking forward to this. Actually, like I, I, I if this is on TV, I'm watching. I want to see what a a guy who's been you know beefed <laughs> up a little bit running the hundred meter. Yeah. But uh, is it? Do I want this to be the end all? Do I want to see that this is where athletics is going to be ten, twenty years from now? I don't know. You're going to have to convince me a little that, bit more. That, you know, that is entirely fair. And we'll end on this thought the because it, because it's a moral question, right? It's the idea of does enhancing the human body, does it hurt? Does it leave people out? Does it like those are kind of the big questions. Yeah. If you don't make enough money, are you going to be able to compete in this? Right. Like that's that's not how we want sports to be. We want sports yep. to be as inclusive as possible. Yep. Right. And then. Is it safe? If it turns out that in three years, half the enhanced sports athletes all died of a heart attack, it's not good. No. It's not yep. okay. Yep. I'm, I'm going to follow it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yep. In hopes that it doesn't turn into that. It reminds yeah. me very much of, have you seen The Boys on Amazon Prime? No, I've heard of it, though. It's that superhero, right? Superhero yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Spoilers for for the boys. All the yeah, I know. No, go ahead, go ahead. All the superheroes are created effectively using steroids. Like they are built in a lab. They are given this Vot serum, is what it's called, and that and, and it shows, which you can buy at Walmart. No, which you, <laughs> <laughs> and it and so the the boys is a perfect example of what could happen, and and the boys is is a great example of. This is what happens if it goes bad. And, of course, we're not going to have, like, superheroes. In a fiction terms, yeah. In a fiction terms. (laughs) But, like, if we're looking for a one-to-one, this is kind of the idea behind it. And so I also understand the moral quandaries with it. And I'm willing to put it to the test rather than outright say no to it. Yeah, I agree. Agree completely. Let's uh, let's see what it looks like. Let's get them to put it together, though. Uh, yeah, I want to see if it's actually going to happen because it's yeah. it's being talked about. But I also so far, don't want to see the the video that they posted is is just a dude. Like it looks like they bought uh, a sock footage of guy on track cut out like cut the head yeah. so that way they couldn't see anything. They I don't said, think they actually I broke have the world record. I, I don't think they actually that. have someone who's broken the yeah, world record. I'm not going to I'm yeah, I'll call red flag on that yeah, until we you. actually see it. So I'm with you. All right, enough heavy topics, enough talking about steroids and all that stuff. We want to talk about the juice that comes with summer vacation. The best things yes. of summer 
We've got a Mount Rushmore. Let's talk about it. Parker, who should get first pick for this so, week's Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. What, what are we calling this? Just the best things about summer, best right? I mean, whatever summer. whatever comes to mind, whatever you love about it. Um, I'll let you go first if you want to go first. Because I, I think I went first steak. the last time, if I remember right. I think right, you're so. right. Uh yeah, you got it. Can you throw me that pen right there yeah, by yeah, your? Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Right. Go ahead. First, what you got? First off on my draft board is going to be the post yard work beer. Yes. The idea of going out working in the yard or or just doing something kind of physical because we're outside. You know, we're doing things in summertime. You go inside, you crack open a cold beer, and it's that sense of of completion. The psh. Oh the, yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, my first one, the fact that, and by the way, this isn't like great for everybody, but it is just great in general for me. The fact that it's just light out at 930 at sure. night, just yeah. th- that's so enjoyable. Now, okay, if you're like one of those early risers, you want to be in bed by 830 and then you, because <laughs> I've had to, you know, wake up early in the morning. So I wanted to be in bed before nine and uh, man, it's like, it's hard to go to sleep when it's still <laughs> sunlight out. So, uh, but yeah, just the fact that it's, 9.30, it's bright out. Um, I was doing a baseball game a couple nights ago. It was almost 10 o'clock, and you could just look out to the west and still see sunlight. So I don't Beautiful. know. That's just that's really cool. I love that. I would love to go to Alaska and experience the uh, the full-time uh, really? daylight year-round. Just to experience it just for a couple days. Sure. It'd be 1 o'clock in the morning, and it's still bright out. So That'd be... That'd be definitely something interesting to to experience. I don't know if I definitely not a live in situation, but one to experience. Wouldn't want to live there. Would not want to live there. But yeah, yep. My number two is going to be the sunburn nap. Listen, you're out at the lake. You're out hanging out with friends. You're grilling. Everyone's got their shirts off, or you know they're they're hanging out, and you get a little bit too much sun. You go inside. You lay down on the couch. The couch has been cooled off by the AC a little bit, and you wake up just a little bit sweaty. It's just, oh, that is the most relaxing nap you will ever get. Yeah, and even, like, the worst sunburn you have, Mm -hmm. sometimes the better. Now, obviously, when it gets too bad, it's just terrible, but but when you're really burnt and then that nap, that that really hits good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good one, the sunburn nap. Um, My number two, I'm going to go – when you're in a when you're in AC, you know, when you're in air conditioning like mm-hmm. we are now and it's uh it's just hotter than blazes outside, but you move out of that AC room and into your car that's been sitting out in the parking lot and just that first 20 seconds of the heat after being in AC of your car. I understand. And it, you can only do that in the summer. That only have you can't do that any other time, but just that 20 second feeling is incredible. I, and then it gets too hot, then you got to get right. the AC back on in the car, the windows down. But uh yeah, just that Having that like that shield of cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I get it. I was I was lost for a second, mm-hmm. but then I got it. Yep. I'm I'm with you on that. That's an incredible feeling. Just that really quick little 20 second only get it during the summer. You can't really get it at any other time. So That's for sure. Yeah. That's mine. What what number am I at? Number, uh, three? number three, yeah. Hmm. I still have a lot on my draft board. You know what? I'm gonna go for it. Swimsuits. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love wearing swimsuits. I love looking at people yep. who wear swimsuits. Okay. I think that it is like if you go to a water park or you go to the lake or whatever. It is the time for everyone to. I know that not everyone is comfortable with their own body. But this is the time that we don't care. It's hot out. Yep. Take your top Take off. Take them off, man. Take Let's them go. all off. Yeah. All right. We're all trying to get a tan. We're all trying to be buds here. We aren't. We don't care. Listen, if you want to go out to the lake and take the shirt off, be in a speedo, you do that. Okay. I'll be doing that yep. as we have discussed. Yes. But you know, I love swimsuits. I love wearing them, and I love looking at them. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Me too. There you go. Me too. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, so this is kind of sports related. I just went with uh, baseball in uh, July and August. Yeah. Sometimes you get really good, like, not because it's, well, it's first it's All-Star Weekend. So then after All-Star Weekend, the trade deadline comes. Then it, it starts to ramp up a little bit. Sometimes you get a good race in August where it's mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty fun. And, you know, it's baseball is a summer sport, right? Yeah. right? We're in the We're literally in summer right now. There's nothing going on. Other than baseball, um, as far as you know, team team, geez, slap the mic. As far as team sports, there's of course ones that I like golf or uh, even NASCAR if you like NASCAR. But sure. uh, baseball is the summer sport, and just those July August events races can be 
I'm with pretty you. fun. So I'm with you on that. Baseball was going to be my next pick. Oh, I stole it. You absolutely <laughs> stole it. My final pick. I'm caught between lake slash beach days and grilling out, and I'm going to officially pick grilling. I think grilling. Ah, but grilling almost feels more like a fall thing. You know what? Scrap it. I don't mm. want grilling. I'm taking, I'm trading real quick, lake slash beach days. The going and sitting by the water or just floating. I'm going to go on a camping trip with my family called the Posse Trip that we've been going on since I was like four years old. Mm. And we go to to a lake. We float for seven, eight hours. We get hammered. We start a fire. And we have a good-ass time. Yep. So I'm going to say lake slash beach days lake beach. in the summertime. Well, you kind of took my last one. So, but I'm going to go with another one. Yeah, because I took your baseball one. Uh, watermelon. 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 Doesn't get much better than a, than Only, a nice cold watermelon on a so, hot summer day. It's always cheaper in the summer, right? Yeah. Uh, it, at a lot of places, lot, and especially when you can get a uh, roadside tent that's oh, set up. Oh, don't even get me started on that, mm. dude. They're so good. Yep, yep. So uh, water, just watermelon in general. That's yeah. uh, that's one of the four best things about summer. So plus, you, you know, watermelon can be turned into like a margarita. It, watermelon, the watermelon flavored stuff is great. We used to there used to be a thing. At the, it was at the end of summer when I was in high school. The bank would always sponsor like a watermelon day during two a days. And we football season. We just get done with our second workout of the day pads you know stand we had to walk our our practice fields were across like it was like a quarter mile from from the school and they would pull up by the baseball fields by the football fields and they would hand out just like each person got like half a watermelon and we would just gnaw on it as we walked back and just covered in juice and stuff that, I don't. I don't have a lot of fond memories of football, but I <laughs> that's love. A that's a big football yep. memory for and me. All because of the watermelon. That's so, right. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Good stuff. So to recap, yeah. um, mine uh, still light outside. Uh, AC to a hot car. Come on, you got to try on. it if you haven't tried it before. <laughs> uh, baseball and watermelon. Yours. Uh, I missed one actually. You had a post yard beer, which yeah. is a great one. Yeah. Uh, the sunburn nab. Yeah. What was three? And then Three you had swim the late- suits, yeah, swim. That's right. That's right. Swimsuits. I was distracted because I was thinking about <laughs> thinking about some nice yeah. bikini tops, that's baby. Right. And then uh, the lake or the uh, the uh, ocean, right? Yeah, lake, lake or, or beach lake, day. Lake or beach day. Yeah. So. so I had a number of really nice beach days when I was in Florida, and they always seem to like a lot of people are like, "Oh, summer in Florida is too hot." Nah, when you go to the beach and it's just so nice, dude. It's good stuff. So maybe we gave you some good ideas for uh, the rest of, of July. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, Fourth of July coming up. You got summer. Uh, yeah, we're still what two months? Two months of summer left, Something right? Like that. So. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff, man. But hey, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Siza and the Stash. We appreciate you listening and l- listening to my ramblings on about why steroids aren't as bad as people think they are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you have any comments that you would like to direct at myself or Parker Siza. You can tweet at me, at Radio Guy Austin. Uh, you can tweet at Parker Sizer where? At Parker Sizer. Oh, I said it in the thing. You how did just say it. You can that. tweet at Parker Sizer. <laughs> That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. Yep. And what I have to say, brother, is that I am the stash. He is Parker Sizer. We'll see you next week. <laughs>